everybody. Welcome to Hip Politics. Mark Terrell with you. 2015. First show coming out the gate. Got a hot one for you. Talking about the church tonight. And, uh, you know, is the church still a, a, a relevant institution that is solving problems for the everyday person, common man? So if you look around, guess what we see? We see murder. We see terrorism. We see racism. We see all kinds of things. It seems like the world is just running amok. Um, if you're a person that, that uh, reads the Bible, obviously you know uh, Revelation talks about the end times. And uh, a lot of people believe we're living in the end times right now. And um, is the church doing everything it can to uh, bring peace, solace, um, and just really an overall solution, provide an overall solution? To people, and uh, I want to explore that tonight. Got a heavy hitter, my brother, to be on in just a minute. Um, but before we do that, a couple things I want to uh, just level set real quick, and that is if you go into the chat room, if you want to communicate, don't forget you just have to register at the Blog Talk site. Takes about 30 seconds. Just get a username, password, real quick, and you'll be able to communicate in the chat room. If you call in, and obviously you can call in, if you call in and you want to ask a question or you have a comment, all you have to do is dial 805-292-0337. That's 805-292-0337 and hit number one. If you hit number one, Chester will know that you have a question or a comment. If you don't hit number one, we'll know you're just listening, which is fantastic as well, and we appreciate you. And, um, you know, so uh, just just so let, let's set this thing up a little bit, okay? So one of the things I want to know, and, um, you know, the church has been something that has been um, an integral part of my life. Uh, so, and I know a lot of you that are listening, 70 to 80% of Americans identify themselves as Christians. So when I talk about the church, I am talking about the Christian church tonight, right? I'm not talking about the mosque. I'm not talking about the synagogue. I'm talking about the Christian church and those that are, are born-again believers um, and the message that comes out of the Christian church. So I want to go through the, the purpose of the church. Um, I want to get behind the scenes inside the church. Is the church, is it a business? Um, who really has the power in the church? What are problems that people are struggling with, and is the church doing its job in providing solutions to those, you know, to those people for those problems, um, or are they concerned more with growth and money? Um, what problems did Christ address, and what problems should be addressed? So we're taking it all across the gamut tonight. If you have a question or a comment. Uh, just call in, 805-292-0337, 805-292-0337. And then right now I'm going to bring my brother on, Charles Searles, in-house minister. What's happening, bro? Hey, Mark. How's it going tonight, man? Hey, because I hear all the hand claps, so that's what's up. I appreciate it. <laughs> Man, so I thought what I'd do tonight is is let the people in 
on this conversation. And so, you know, when I when when I when I said and and two, the other reason why you're here is because you'll give us the real. You know, as a minister, as someone who has pastored a church, you know, you're gonna give us the real. You give us behind the scenes what your perspective is, and I know you won't hold back. And and that's what I love about you because you're gonna give the straight truth. But when I first told you about this topic, man, what what was some of the things that ran through your mind? Oh gosh, the um, just just the the reality of where the church is, and you know just just the truth about where it really is. If you look at the numbers and the demographics, and the people that are drawn to the church and the people that are you know drawn away from the church, um, it's 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 alarming. And, and I think we we just absolutely have to be conscious of what's taking place, as you said, behind the scenes, what's causing. In my estimation, and, and, and from what some stats show, a mass exodus from the Christian church, and that, that's that's a huge concern. That's a huge concern. Um, the church will survive, no doubt about that. It's 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 a, a woven part of society. It'll survive, um, but we, we 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 really have to address the immediacy of what we're offering. Why are people leaving? Why are people coming? Um, because all of those things are relevant for the survival of the church. Well, let's go. Let's start with why are people leaving, and 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 if they're leaving, where are they going to? Well, you know, uh, being being in ministry over twenty years and pastoring uh, three different churches, it, it's 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 interesting because I, I'm I'm a Matthew twenty five guy. For those of you who are listening. Um, that's 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 feeding the hungry. That's clothing the naked. That's that's taking the ministry outside of the four walls. And so, what you have had here in the last twenty years is kind of a shift. Uh, you know, we see the mega churches on TVs and so, and a lot of ministries. Let me just first say, a lot of churches are doing great things. And so, what I what I share, and and hopefully, uh, Mark, you don't get me ran out of the Carolinas. But what I share um is is certainly not from a pessimistic standpoint it is personal sure um but it, but it's also i think i see objectively and so that's you know that's the perspective that i come from um but i think one of one of the things is are, are we are we doing ministry uh i i i grew up baptist i'll i'll probably be one until i die however um, just not long after going into ministry, I realized that being denominational was a hindrance. And for me, uh, just coming in when I came in uh, early '90s, um, you know, we we had we we I was a part of, of of a Baptist denomination, which I'm not knocking that. I want to be clear, uh, but I, I I immediately learned how that was a hindrance to just loving people. For, for what Christ stood for, it was a hindrance because if people were Methodist or if they were Pentecostal, whatever the case may be, you know, they may drive by a, a, a Baptist church or they may drive by another Christian church uh, because it doesn't meet with that denominational need. Now, again, I want to say I don't think denominations are evil. I think they are. They become a hindrance. If you look at the churches that are growing, uh, many of them, not all of them, and I don't want to paint every church with the same paintbrush, uh, but a lot of those churches are doing things that's not um, 
you know, that's outside of the four walls. They're meeting, they're meeting physical needs of people, not just the spiritual need. And if you look at what Jesus did, um, he didn't have a church. He didn't have the same platforms that we have now. He didn't have, you know, all of the media technology we have now. All, all he simply did was love people wherever they were. And, and one of my biggest, uh, I guess, challenges that I see facing, facing the church is that we love people where we want them to be and not where they really are. And so in, in some experiences, you have people that'll, that'll show up for church and play the role of what the church wants them to play rather than being the, the, you know, authentic and genuine in who they are. Um, and so now you, you have two, two entities. The church seems like it's meeting the need, but really, um, you know, there are contingency of people who kind of just mold into what the church believe they should be and not allow them to grow from where they are. And I think that that's, that's huge. I know it's huge. It, it, it's a huge challenge in facing the Christian church right now. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I, I, you know, one of, one of my observations, G, that I always have is, um, you know, you, you talked about being Baptist and, and kind of the denominational type of, of thing. And I, I'm curious to know, how, how, how would you, you know, one of the things that, that we know the Bible says that a house divided against itself can't stand. And to me, it seems like the the the, the church, particularly the modern day church, with all of its denominations, have fallen into um, somewhat of a um, somewhat of the, the 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 plan of the enemy by having so many different denominations. And not only do you have within those denominations, then you have you know you have the black church, you have the white church, you know you have you know the Latino church or the Korean church. And within those churches, you also have, um, you know, the specific things that the God of the black church or the God of the white church, you know, what gets addressed on Sunday morning. And so it's so confusing to people. And I guess my point is, is one of the reasons I feel like that that people are leaving the church or that you've seen the exodus that you talked about is because you have that, you know, there, there's so much, um, you know, there's not uniformity, there's not cohesion, you know, there's division within the church, which doesn't allow it to address problems for everyday people, because it's more about the denominational aspects. Okay, should someone be baptized, go underwater, or should you be sprinkled, or, you know, uh, or whatever the denominational uh, um, uh Ethos says. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, yeah, and I mean that's I think that's where it begins. Um, by some some research, and you can you can look this up. Um, there are as many as over thirty thousand Christian denominations. That that's that's, that's thirty thousand. Bro, that's crazy. Uh, that's, that's crazy. That's 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 beyond that's beyond crazy. And, and here here here's this this was years ago. So I never I never quite fit in with with our traditional, I should say, African-American church, because I, I guess not growing up in, in church as, as ministers and having a ministerial background with family, I, I just question things to myself because you can't say things out loud when you're new to the team, so you got to see what the team is doing first. And, right. and so right. it, it, it's, 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 it's beyond crazy. But one of the things I used to ask one of my mentors, and I would say, you know, if, if a person, one person stood in front of us and said, I want your God, 
and tell me what you believe. That means, and let's go with the low, the low ball number of, of 6,000 Christian denominations. That's the lowest estimate that people will give, most experts will give. Uh-huh. So you go with the lowest number. And if one person says, tell me about your God, that means 6,000, minimally 6,000 people are going to give a different answer because you have right. a different denomination. I don't, I don't know how you get a, I don't, I don't know how you get people to have a, a, a real good view of what you are, who you are, what God you serve, if you have such divisiveness. And I don't care what people call it. Denominations have grown to be divisive. If you look at the churches that are growing, they don't, they don't put a denomination in their, in, their, in their name. And there's a reason for that. And those are churches, right. a lot of them, not all of them. Again, I'm not painting everyone with the same paintbrush. But a lot of them won't do it. And even though their pastors have a denominational preference, he or she has understood that that's not the main thing. The main thing for every Protestant church is, 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 is real simple. It's Jesus. It's accepting Jesus as Savior and believing what we believe, that he, 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 he hung on the cross, he died, and he was resurrected. If we confess that and believe that, that's the central thing. How you get baptized, how you do communion, who gets baptized, they are relevant to the kingdom. And so when you start looking at the kingdom agenda for Jesus, it, it was simple. It was simple. Accept Christ. And, 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 and I'll throw these two at you. Um, and don't make me get preachy. Um, so so Jesus, Jesus said, Jesus said, <laughs> so, so listen, Jesus said this. He said, he said listen, I, I, I can hang this whole, by, I can hang who I am on two things. Number one, love God with all of who you are. That's mind, body, everything. Love him. And then the second thing, I want you to love people. Though, though, listen, if you can do those as a Christian, you've done well with God. So how do you go about doing that? Well, he sums that up in Matthew 25 when, when he, when, you know, that when he, when he tells me, he said, you know what? When I was hungry, you didn't come to see him. And the disciples said, when will we do this? He said, when you do it to the least of me, you do to me. And for, for those who are listening, I know you know this, Mark, already. But, but people are alarmed, and, and, and I don't expect everyone to agree, but it's factual, that, that you don't go to hell for sin if you're saved. You don't. Now, that doesn't mean we do any and everything we want to. I want to be clear about that, but, but Paul addresses that. But in Matthew 25, if you read down to the bottom of that, it says the punishment for not loving people, not taking care of the needs of people as we're discussing tonight, not, not feeding the hungry, not, not, you know, not just at Christmas time, not just at Thanksgiving time. There's, there's 12 months in the year that people need help. There's, there's people who need ministry. He said the punishment for that is eternal damnation. Now, I, I, you know, I'm not the smartest clergy person that's ever lived, but I know what eternal damnation is. Uh, if I'm spending my eternity somewhere and it's damned, that's got to be hell. That's the way I see it. My brother. Hey, right now, hey, G, I'm going to bring somebody on now that you that you know very well. MP <laughs> on the line. What's up, MP? What's up, guys? How are you tonight? Good, man. Good. Why you sound, hey, why you sound like that? You all right? Yeah, all is well. All is well. Oh, okay. All right, cool, man. You sound a little down at first, brother. I was just trying to see what's up. No, no, no. All is well. All is well. I'm multitasking a little bit. Everything is great. All right, there we go. There we go. And we'll we'll keep, we'll, hey, hey, Mark. We'll keep this yeah. golly, but Marvin hadn't got he hadn't got over uh, that loss he had on Sunday. He he knows uh, this cow this hey, cowboy is lost. I just listen. I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to hurt him too bad. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not even gonna pay attention to Joe. He still hasn't told us who his team is yet. Hey, listen, we both, we're both down in the dumps from that loss, and, and before we go any further, I'm just gonna put it out there: it was a catch, and I don't care what anybody. It was, says. A, catch. It was a catch. Thank you. Everyone is saying it's a catch. All the all the analysts say it's a catch, so it's a catch. We're leaving. My my sincerest and, and apologies for bringing this up because that had nothing to. <laughs> hey, if you're a true follower of Jesus, you know it's a catch. <laughs> hey, uh, well, that's another show, Mark. That's another show. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay on task. There we go. Let's let's stay let's stay on the topic because yeah, we we'll get on we we'll get on my Cowboys. Uh, we'll be we'll be there next year though. I'll tell you, twelve and four is <laughs> not a bad not a bad year. No doubt, no doubt. Right. But MP, okay, so you're just joining in, man, and um, G's really been breaking some stuff down. And, and you know, one of the things, guys, I, I want us to go with, MP, I'm a, uh, well, G, I, actually, G, I want you to take this one first, right? So I, you know, I want to talk about – Before you go there, Mark, can I say, can I add one thing real quick right. before you go there? Yeah, um, go I, go ahead, just back to the denominations, I, I, I think what G said, a lot of it's on point. He's absolutely right. Um, the church I do attend right now is a non-denominational church, and it's been growing very well. And there's several non-denominational churches that I that I definitely like. But you know, I was over the last 14 years I've been at AME, and which I still love AME churches. But I I look at denominations more as almost like an operating plan for a business. You know, if you're a Christian church, you know you believe in Jesus. You know, you believe that you know God sent His Son. You know, He He was born of a virgin. Died on the cross, rose on the third day. You know, no matter, hopefully, what your denomination, your Christian denomination is. So, uh, and if you look at the history of denominations, uh, particularly, you know, African Methodist Episcopal, you know, black people was not allowed to worship in the white church, you know. Or if they weren't allowed, they weren't allowed to be in front of the white church. They had to be in the back. They had to be in the balcony. And so that's when we, you know, they couldn't go up the party, and that's where, where, you know, the AME church came from. So there's definitely a, a rich history behind why we do have denominations. Yeah. And But I, I agree. I do. I can't agree for today. And when I say today, I mean 2014-15, that um, the denominations, I won't say they, they, they've kind of lost their – lost, you know, their meaning, but I, I do think that, you know, some people find them a hindrance more so than, than helping the church. But 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 I do think it's still wise for us to, to know the history behind it and then, you know, just understand where they came from. Right. So if we but if we fast forward to the twenty first century guys and, and this is this is my biggest thing because for a long time I I, I went away from the church not from God, so let, let's be clear, everyone that's listening, not from God, but away yeah, no from the, no the organized church, you know, the physical place where I walk into, because I, I didn't feel like it was, um, you know, providing anything. And and so help, help me understand, guys, why is Sunday morning in America the most segregated time from 11 a.m. to 1 the, the most segregated time in America, every Sunday from 11 to 1? Why, why is that? Gee, go, you start, and then Marv, you, t- you pick up after. Well, well, I think Marvin, Marvin, you know, he, he, he touched on the basis for that, and that is in, in the beginning, in the origin of, of where we all started. Um, it was separated. It was segregated. And I, I still think that 
well, not think, but I know it is. It's still very, how do I say, very real in 2015. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm observant. I'm objective. And when, when, you know, all of the churches, you pass by churches that have welcome signs. And, and let's just be real, a lot of churches will welcome you if you come in and be what they are, be who they are. That's from race, that's from sexual orientation, that's from gender. I mean, the whole nine yards, that's denomination, not necessarily gender, but denomination. Because, because we, we in, in general, uh, many churches welcome people, but they want you to be conform to who they are. So if, if I'm going to, as Marvin said, AME church or whatever the case may be, then I have to embrace all of who that is. And, again, I go back to what I started with, that how, how, can I, how can I just come to Jesus as I am, as we like to say, and yet you won't let me be who I am. If I tell you that I'm, I'm a crack addict, if I tell you I'm a drug addict, if I, tell, if I tell you that I got issues lying, if I tell you that I'm whatever, we can't accept that. I, I, I don't, we don't accept that. And so when you, when you start talking about segregation, I think it's the last entity that we have in this country that we can legitimize segregation because it doesn't exist anywhere else. It does not exist anywhere else. And so who who's the authority in the church? Well, the, the church polices itself. So nobody can go in and tell the church you need to be, you need to integrate. You need to have, you know, like corporations do and all of this affirmative action type things we've had in the past. You know, and, and, and rightfully so, you shouldn't have that in the church. And so what do people cling to? They cling to what they know and what they still believe and what they still do. So, and it's evident. If so Go Mark, ahead. With what, with what G's saying then, what, what does that say about the quote-unquote the Christian church? I mean, but you got to remember, the church, and I think, you know, maybe G is alluding to this, the church is just people. You know, at the end of the day, I don't okay. care if it's Baptist, I don't care if it's AME, I don't care if it's, uh, if it's white Methodist, it's people. So if you look at the makeup of America and you look at how people right now operating in America, I mean, there's there's some communities where it's wide open and it doesn't matter if you're black, white, purple, green, you know, all, all arms are open. But then there's there's other parts of the community where if you're a black man, you can't walk into a certain section of the city. Or if you're a white person, you can't walk in certain sections of the city, you know, or you can't have dinner together. You can't date each other's, you know. Uh, people in people's family, you know, a white person, it'd be frowned upon if they're dating someone in a, in a black person's family, or it might be frowned upon if a white person dating someone in a white person's family. You know, at the end of the day, the church is reflective of where society is right now. I mean, hope, and of course, hopefully, you know, we're we're trying to evolve, and we, you know, we're trying to look towards the Lord, and 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 we're trying to evolve into what he where He wants us to be, not where we want to be, where He wants us to be. But at the end of the day, we're still all human. And that's a process. So we're going to reflect this of society. The church, the relevancy of the church. You got MP, got G. Searles in the house. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear more. Because we just opened up a door that we really got to keep walking through. Um, and, and there's a, a place where I'm really trying to get to. And that's probably that WWJD, but uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. You listen to their politics, everybody. If you want to join us, call in 805-292-0337, 805-292-0337. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Warning. Three minds that give you the platform to let your voice be heard. the revolution. Follow us on Twitter and give us a like on Facebook. It's called Politics.
right, everybody, welcome back to tonight's topic. All right, how relevant is today's church? 21st century, before we went to break, we're talking about uh, denominations and, and, and why the church is, is so divided and split up. Guys, I'm going to go back to it. A house divided against itself can't stand. We have all these denominations. I understand, Marv, you broke down the history. G, you gave a, a very eloquent uh, um explanation as to, to why we are where we are today and and I get it guys but this is the thing with, with it seems to me that the reason why the church doesn't address okay we had Eric Garner let, let's start with race first of all the, the the issues of race Eric Garner what's going on in Ferguson America has been dealing with racial issues since its inception right um, the church was was part of the problem and it still has not been solved, and you don't see either taking a lead. And I, honestly speaking, as I just don't see, you know, I, is the church really doing its job? And 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 I'm just talking about in general. And Marv, to your point, I know that the church. I understand what you're saying, but take under, take it in the context in which I mean the church, the the way the average person would look at it when we're saying the church. Is the church really doing its job in addressing these issues? Um, and we're going to start with issues of race. Gee, what do you think? Uh, I think, as you mentioned earlier, I think we're still, it's the last, I mean, can you tell me any other institution uh, in America that still doesn't, you know, that has not yet desegregated other than the church? There's nothing else. There's nothing else, and so I, I there's no real reason. If, if you know what, if 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 you think you're doing good and you believe that, and you surround your people, you you surround yourself with people who also believe that, and all of the rhetoric coming from the leadership believes that, there's no reason to change anything. But but I can tell you that that the numbers are indicting on the church. And again, I'm not anti-church. I'm not. I'm not pessimistic about the church. I, I believe with God all things are possible. I, I still believe every bit of that, and there's no but behind that. I just, the numbers don't lie. And when you, when and I've, over the last several years, and in fact, probably the last 10 more than anything, you know, I, I this has been a passion of mine to, to, to find out what can we do better and what can we do different. And, and when you think about it, for all intents and purposes, now the church has become like most other Entities, most other enterprises, you 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 have to adjust with the times, and and to be able to attract people that's going to stay. It's the same thing we do with businesses. The same thing you do where you work, where I work. You have to provide something that's of value to people, spiritually of value, that's going to make them, you know, that's going to sustain them long term. And I think race is the, the the last thing that probably will never fall. It will never fall. And again, that's not being pessimistic. That's just being realistic. It's not going to fall because the government can't touch the church, which I'm glad it can't. Uh, but it's never going to fall uh, because there's nothing within itself to say that. MP, so so G says race will never fall in the church. And well, I, I don't necessarily know. If, I don't know if I necessarily fully agree with that. I, I think you're seeing signs of that. I know that. If I look at my small hometown, not small, but my hometown of Greenville, South Carolina, there's a large uh, non-denominational 
uh, church that crosses black and white where the pastor's white, and he has tons of black people as, you know, as part of his congregation, as well as white people. They, and they worship together, you know, very well. I mean, I've gone there several times. I mean, my wife, we, we love attending there. I, I, I think you see pockets of it. I don't think you see anywhere near probably as, as much as you might would expect today. But then a lot of that, too, just I still think a lot of that goes back to us as a society. I mean, we we still tend to lump ourselves in groups of people who we're familiar with. So black people are familiar with black people, and a lot of times, you know, in, in personal situations, you may decide, desire to be more around African Americans. You know, Caucasians a lot of times are more comfortable around more ca- other Caucasians. So in society, hey, Mar, they lump Mar, themselves Mar. together. Yes. Hey, Mar. Uh, thanks for that sociology lesson, bro. But but tell me this: Can you honestly say that the church has kept up with society in desegregating, like every other institution that we have? When you say desegregated, what do you mean desegregated? Desegregated in what fa- fashion? Where I, well, if there's a black church, there there's a there's an opening for a pastor, and they actively go recruit or act or or actively, you know, if there's there's a white minister that comes in, actively, seriously consider him or not? I can't say that that's not happening. I mean, like you, I've been on the leadership team, not a pastor, but been with him on the leadership team, so I have seen that in working. I still think that a lot of the church goes back to how we are a society. And until we start I, I, making I, I, advances I in society, you're not going to see those same advances in the church. Well, well listen, I, I, don't, I don't dis I don't disagree with that. What what I what I'm what I'm trying to say is this that that and again, hear me clearly, Mark. I'm not trying to paint the church every church with the same picture because you're right. The church you're talking about here in Greenville uh, is excellent. It, it's certainly not the norm, but excellent. But I promise you, if you go on the periphery of Greenville or any town and you oh, yeah, go no into doubt. a church. And so that's that's what I'm saying. In those not not in the exception that you spoke of, but in those those peripheral towns and those rural places where where they may not even be the demographics may not even support a lot of you know you know multicultural. I, I get that. So you you have to look at more than one aspect and say, oh, that's just you know an all black church and all white church. It may be in 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 a place where the demographics don't even support you know a, a multicultural congregation. And so I, I'm I'm certainly not trying to paint everybody with that. But I want to be clear on that. What I'm saying is that if if you were to look at it objectively, that I, I, I'm not certain we can honestly say that the church has has maintained the same pace as society. In terms I, I'm, of, I'm, 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 to, I'm totally not saying they have, but what I'm saying is, and I can use two examples. My my uh my in-laws, mother-in-law in in Douglasville, Georgia, she has regularly attended uh, a predominantly white church that has you know maybe a few African Americans in there, but she still has said on many occasions she prefers just from a personal preference to attend an African American church and has seeked out to be around similar type of individuals as her. Now, this is I'm not talking about what the church is doing, what the church is, how they're opening the doors to different cultures and different people. I'm saying her personal preference. I go back to right, Greenville, right. South Carolina, where there is definitely this one church that's a huge church that has a, a large multicultural uh, audience. However, my, my own brother, he attends a very small African-American church because of preference, because he feels... Yeah. 
more comfortable with those with the type of individuals that he knows lives with that he wants to associate with on a personal level. So again, I don't I can't put that on the church not being open, not the church not trying to cross boundaries. I'm putting that on people themselves deciding what they want to do. Okay, guys, it's Un- unlike to unlike it's time to make people a little more uncomfortable, right? And, and I'm, I'm and I'm, I'm and I don't disagree with that, but I'm, but one thing is, I'm, like G said, you know, the government is not in church right now. So like, so if the government were no, in businesses, is in church. I, this is where this is well, where I well, no, well, no, the government's not in church from the standpoint of you can't, you know, there's not practices that says you have to have, you know. You have to have this type of congregation. You have to have this type of leadership, unlike there is, like government is in you know public well, businesses. I'll say this. The the government itself isn't there, but the church is filled with politics, and and I know that you guys would agree with that. Of course, and, and no, know that, but I'm but, but I'm just saying those type of rules aren't there. No, I'm I'm with you. No, of course, Mark, you, you you're 100 percent right. But I'm about to make this thing more uncomfortable because I'm gonna just call it out. Here here's the here's the long and short of it, guys. The church. The church, in and of itself, is filled with hypocrites. Hypocrites because they're not doing what they're not doing what Jesus did, and it starts at the top. It starts with the leadership, um, because we we always say, you know, basically they have to cater to their particular crowd. So I would even challenge if there is a mixed church, uh, uh, and I had this big Facebook um, conversation with with someone I went to school with about you know the mixed church. And nine times out of ten, if you go to the mixed church, they're not going to preach against racism per se. Now, you, you can't. They're not. You're not going to see them stand in the pulpit and say, "Hey, if you don't like your brother, your sister, you know, or, you know, you have these, you know, racist ideologies, you're wrong. It's a sin." They're not going to do that. In the black church, they're not going to say, "You know, if you're walking around, you know, and, and and you have certain ideologies that are not of God about others." Hey, you're wrong. That's a sin. You know, it's not okay for you to do it, and it's not okay for them to do it. So you you don't you don't see that in anything. And and the interesting thing to me about when it comes to the church, we have um you know you have you know the God of the black church. You have the God of the white church. You know, and and if you go to the black church, God says, you know, these three things. You know, A, B, and C. You go to the white church, God gives you a different message. You go to the Latino church. God gives you a different message. And, again, and, 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 you know, Mark, you were talking about that earlier. And, and yeah. I don't necessarily, personally, I don't necessarily look at it from that sense. You're saying God has a different message. I think the person who's leading that flock delivers a different message. I think the message from God is the same across every church that's out there. If you believe in his word, I think his message is the same. I think the way people deliver that message is what God makes a difference. The white God tells the white church one thing. The black God tells the black church another thing. It, it just that that's the way it goes. And if you want to say it's the the, me, the messenger, I, I would I would I wouldn't disagree with that. But it's interesting. I think the, I mean, but I think that's a dangerous way to person. I just think that's a dangerous way to, to form that 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 thought because then you you're really generalizing to 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 people who are. You know, like, hey, well, is there? What I'm really saying, I mean, people, people are so literal. What I, what I'm really saying is, God ain't in it. That's what I'm really saying. Yeah, no, no, I mean, no, I mean, I think no doubt we can agree with that. A lot of people, a lot of these ministers, they, 
they're about, you know, we can, be, we can speak the truth, you know, a lot about the money. Not everybody's in it for God. Not everybody's in it to, to win souls. Right. So, of course, you're going you're gonna to run across more people, more ministers who want to preach the right message to their, to their congregation. Gee, let's let's break down some of the some of the uh, the issues that 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 Jesus addressed. What what was some of, what was some of the issues that Jesus addressed, G? Well, uh, again, his overall message is, is as I said earlier, to simply love people. And I I I I I I, I personally believe that we're setting ourselves up for. Yeah, I can't say eternal failure because in God, I, I believe many people believe that they're we're doing what's right in church, and I and I believe that I, I believe that most people that are parts of churches, I really believe that that they and we they believe that they are doing right, and I'm not suggesting that there aren't good things that's happening in churches. So I want to be clear on that. Um, but but what Jesus taught, he simply taught love, and 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 when you start putting parameters, when you start putting boundaries, when you start separating. Categories and classes of people, and races of people, and genders, and sexual orientation. See, because those are not disqualifiers, and if they're not disqualifiers to God, they shouldn't be disqualifiers to those of us who represent God. Now, should we have some some limit? Absolutely. You absolutely should have some boundaries and all of those things according to Scripture. You absolutely should because that's that's the church. But what I'm what I know this I know this much. That that if you can't love me because of and I, and again I don't think you are and I, I hear you loud and clear, Marvin. I, I don't I don't think we're trying. I know I'm not at all not trying to paint everybody in the same place, but 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 there are different perceptions when you go to different churches. The 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 deal is are we are we so into God enough as you said, Mark? It is God in it. Are we are we into God enough that we can say, you know what? Doesn't matter if this person is of the same as you say, Marvin. The the, the sociological status that I have, whether that's race, whatever, this, if they have that same status, that doesn't matter. And, and and me personally, I don't believe enough people. Now there are great churches, and Marvin, you you you've alluded to some of them. There are, there are great churches that do that. And so again, I, I want to say for the listening audience that I'm not I'm not saying there aren't people doing. It. I think there's there's great movement in doing that. But by and large, if you look at the numbers, you know, they don't lie. And people are leaving the church for reasons. And part of that is, you know, we if we're not meeting needs, then what are we there for? Marv, what what is it about your church? What what is it that attracted you to your church, Marv? Uh, the current church I go to, I think one of the things that attracted me to that church is, you know, I feel like the pastor delivers a strong word, good good or bad, to the person, person themselves. You know, there's some fire and brimstone words that, you know, a lot of people don't want to hear. There's, you know, all they want to hear is, you know, the 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 prosperity message. He doesn't just deliver that. He speaks, he does speak out on, on issues that are happening today. He spoke out on... You know the stuff that happened in Missouri. He he spoke out on the things that happened in New York. He 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 speaks out on different things. So I uh you know I can I appreciate him as a minister by doing that. So and how I mean, does he? So those and, things, and how does, is, your, is your minister black or is he white? He is black. He's black. So let me ask you this. So when it comes to the issues uh, of Ferguson or Eric Garner or, or whatever those he's issues were that he spoke out on. 
how how does he how does he tackle that? How does he you know balance you know that issue and and put it in a context that that comes from a uh, you know a, a you know religious standpoint or Christian standpoint? I mean, he he always, of course, dives into the Bible and finds, you know, the, tries to find the appropriate verses to to put in context. But then, you know, I think he talks too on on just a very real level, on a very just, you know, personal level. Like this is right, this is wrong. We shouldn't be living like this. We should be loving each other. We should be helping each other. We should be doing X, Y, and Z. And 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 he tries to speak out on a, as a on a very real level. That attracts me to it. And then kind of like what I said earlier, too, there are there are certain practices of this church that I'm familiar with, I like, that I enjoy, that, that I can appreciate from a historical standpoint and from a societal standpoint of, as being an African-American male, male that I may not find in another type of church. So, you know, it's not just his preaching. I mean, of course, his preaching definitely does attract me. His, you know, the way he handles himself, the way, you know, the, the message that, the different messages that he delivers. He just didn't deliver the message I want to hear. He, I feel like he delivers the message I need to hear. Um, but, of course, you know, there is also that comfort level from there. And I do see some Caucasians scattered through the audience, but it is a predominantly church, predominantly African-American church. But like I said earlier, I have attended both. And, and to me, the biggest thing is I'm getting a message that I feel that I need at that time, as well as those other items that happen within the church. Those are things I, I feel comfortable with and things that I feel like I want to participate in. Some of that is societal. Some of that is, you know, some of that is just the way you were raised. Some of that is just your comfort level. And as, as well as I feel like he speaks out. He's not afraid to tackle the big issues. So, my thing would be too, and not just the issue against. Hold on, one, one last thing. Not just maybe right. issues that the uh, issue that just dealt with black people. If there was a general issue like this bombing, you know, that just happened in Paris. Mm -hmm. Right. If he spoke out against that, I'm, I mean, I I want that too. I don't want just. I want him to speak out what's right against what's right and what's wrong. Black or white. It doesn't matter to me if it's black or white. Right. Speak out against what's right and what's wrong. Can I, can I interject something, Mark, Marvin? Absolutely. Yeah. See, Absolutely. See, see the, the, the fact that, that this is even a discussion tells you there's a problem. Just, just the fact that we're having this discussion. Because and, and and listen, Marvin, I I I I I I'm not knocking what you're saying. I, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. But but the fact that it even has to be that that type of discussion, because you can best believe when it comes to race that this this whole Ferguson thing and these these shootings and things we've seen that have impacted the African American community. You can best believe, just like with society, it is a race issue, and it's almost divided down the race line for the most part. Not everybody, but for the most part. And so, just that alone. So, and, and I get it. You know, pastors should address social issues and and should have something. But the fact that there's there's a uh, a distinction between what a white church would do and a black church would do on this same issue, because because here's what I know theologically and fundamentally about every Christian, that that the first thing that we were taught to do as a believer is we deny ourselves. We deny ourselves who we used to be, what we used to be, and I'm I'm not saying that in 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 the in, in, in 
but 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 that's who we are. We are born again. It's called that for a reason. And if me being born again still allows me to hold on to those types of prejudices, I'm not telling you that you're not born again. I'm telling you that there's something wrong with our born again. Because that in and of itself said we are new creatures in Christ, the old is passed away. So all of those things that would keep me from being a loving and non-biased person before that, they should, they should not, not immediately because we have to grow. Well, I was about but to say, G, but can, you say, can you really say, though, that just because you, you get saved, you don't, you don't, inst- this, 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 it's not, it's not an instant thing. You get saved. Well, that's a, that's what become, I said. It's a growth. You, you don't become, you growth. don't become Jesus. If we were perfect, we wouldn't need Jesus. That this Christian, well, well, that's what Christian I said. Journey it's, it doesn't life. happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen automatically. It's, it's a growth. So I, I, I agree with you there. What, what I'm saying is, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. That's, so that, that, oh, that's I agree. Not my I word. But, that's the, so, but, but what I'm saying even is, if we at look some at the point, but but Wait, when I'm you sorry. agree though, Marvin, at some point, at some point, all of those things that keep us because there's not gonna be if, if there's a separated and segregated heaven, I'm gonna tell you the I'm gonna tell you the truth. I don't wanna go. Because I got that here. I don't need that in eternity. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not I'm you. not you know I'm not disagreeing on that at all. All I'm saying is it's not gonna happen overnight. It's a walk. And everybody's you know in a how the, you know how the church is? I, I'm not. I, listen, I, I totally agree. But see, but you, what I'm telling you, what I'm telling you, when people what say I'm the saying church, to you, though, the church is just people. The church is a building. Right. The church is a building, but but the the church itself is people. People make right. up the church. The church is not something magical. The church are people. People people are walking differently, have a different walk each day. So of course, hopefully, we're all trying to work to get walk and work together in in the right direction. But it takes time. Everybody's not going to be on the same page at the same time. Do we need Listen, to be further I, advanced I totally than we agree. were twenty, thirty years ago? Heck yeah, no doubt. Listen, I, I I totally agree with you, Marvin. I totally agree with you. But but just like the issues of, of sexual orientation, just like the issues of socioeconomics, just like every other issue, I'm, what I'm telling you is, is is fundamental Christian belief that we become not overnight. You you you're absolutely right. It's a growth. But what I'm saying to you is that at some point, two thousand plus years later, at some point, this 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 no, it won't totally be eradicated. But we have more of what this show is about. And not meeting the needs and having segregated churches, we have we still have more of that. Two thousand years later, two thousand years later, we still have more of that. Whereas everything else in society that we know, at least it's it, it has to be contemporary but, because but you, know, you say two thousand years, but the one thing with segregation that it's only still been what eighty, ninety years. I'm talking 60, about the church. Years? Let's, I'm talking know, about the I'm church. Saying, I'm talking about society now. I'm saying so. We, but but there was a society far. when church was there before. Again, to me, church, unfortunately, there's a lot of church is going to be reflective on society. It is. It, and it, it, as a nation, the, as a nation, we're we're only out of segregation about sixty, exactly seventy years. Well, I think you're exactly right. I mean, the church is. The, the church in the context of which I mean is definitely reflective of society. Everybody, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to throw some things at you, some rapid fire questions to you guys, and into where would you go with a specific problem? My name, uh, where would you go for help? So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back more with G. Searles, MP. You're listening to Hit Politics. We'll be right back. 
American politics. The free speech zone where common sense is king. It's called Hit Politics, the coolest talk show in radio. everybody welcome back uh talking about the relevancy of the church tonight appreciate the reverend gerald searles being here and uh my man mp in the house and uh two brilliant brothers and and we're going back and forth and just having a really great discussion you know about the church and 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 our experiences and and what we should be experiencing and um you know I, i think it's fair to say gentlemen that uh probably uh you know, uh, a, a large swath of the church has uh, missed its calling or missed the, the, the primary mission uh, of uh, what it's really supposed to be doing. Um, here, here's what I want to do, guys. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you some things, right? I'm going to ask you some questions. And, and you tell me where you would go for help if you had these problems. MP, if you had a drug problem, where would you go? Is that a drug problem? Um, Well, it would be several places I would go. If I had a drug problem and I was ready to talk about it, it would be several places. One, hopefully, I do, I I probably would go to one of my my ministers. You go to Uh, a minister. My wife. Okay, cool. My wife. My wife is my number one place. All right. But you threw threw in your minister, too. So, okay, cool. G, drug problem. Where would you go? I think I would... I would seek some spiritual guidance on that from 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 clergy. Okay. Uh same question guys, sexual addiction. Where would you go? Mm, that's a tough one. Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to I'm going to Las Vegas with that one, Mark. Las Vegas, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh financial problems. Uh, I'm going to a financial advisor, you know. I'm going. To, I don't. And the thing is, too. Hold on one second, Mark. G. Financial problems. Um, I'd like to believe that I could. I could still seek find that in a in a in a in a ministry. Okay. That's where I would go first. Marv, I got you, Marv. What were you gonna say? I, I'm gonna say. And particularly with this question, I do, I think, of course, the church is a main source of a lot of things. But some specialty items, like finances, the church, it's not that they may not, they may have some people who are equipped, but just like we go to the doctor when we're sick, I mean, I, if I'm sick, I'm going to the, I want, I want my, pa- I'm going to talk to my pastor, I want my pastor to pray for me, but I do think God has given people an, a certain anointing on their life where you should be going to a doctor also. So I may go to my a particular clergy member for you know some talk about my finances, but I need to go to someone who is specific in that in that arena. So I think you know your questions your questions are somewhat black hey. and white, but I don't think they have black hey, and white Mark. answers. Hey, 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 Mark, but but I, I I'm of the school of thought in 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 the 21st century church, 
that that ministries to take care because these are things people need. Oh, I'm, I'm not. Dis- so, I'm not disagreeing. And, and uh, so, well, let, let me let me let me say this: there, there are there are people. You're absolutely right. There's doctors and all all of these things that God has has, has, has blessed the abundance of the earth with. And uh, but to suggest, and, and I don't know if you're doing this, but I, I just don't believe that in a in outside of the church is the only place that could be done because the same CPA that sits and helps and does financial counseling at his or her you know, position outside the church, that's a ministry inside the church as well. And, and oh, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I totally agree with you, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm going to seek it there, but I probably would also seek it outside additionally. Right. Can, can I, so can I may I, go can both can places. This, what about this? Can, can what I throw this back at you, though? Hold, hold on one second, G. I want to get, I want to get through this one last one, and then we, I'll let you get in there. Uh, marital problems, mm-hmm. where would you go? Gee, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to church. You say spiritual. You go oh, to church. I'm going to. I'm going to my pastor. Yeah. Yeah, my answer is Gee, What do you say? I, 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 spiritual. I, I try to seek him. So before I go to Las Vegas, I'm looking at looking for a ministry. Yeah. I would go. I would go to the minister. I would go to. I, you know, and, and and the minister I might go to. It may not be my pastor, but maybe a minister that I have a, a close relationship with. And you know what? And so this is what I'm going to tell you both. Because you guys are both rooted and grounded spiritually, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, beyond the beyond the, the the average, you know what I mean, uh, uh, above average. I, I think your answers are, are pretty predictable to me. I, I think, but um, I don't think the average person out there. I don't think a young person who's twenty, twenty-one years old, nineteen years old, listening to to this, and if I ask them the same questions, uh, their answers would be the same. And, and I can I, agree with that. I can agree with that. Uh, the whole point of the whole point of me asking is more so, um, if the church isn't, you know, that first point of contact, you know, that's a pro that that's a problem because I think the per- the church should be that first point of contact. But I, I remember somebody told me a long time ago, and gee, I think I told you I said this. You. It's like, you know, if you want to get torn down, if you want to really be judged, well, you go to the church and tell somebody some of your struggles, <laughs> and you'll really, really be, you know, mm-hmm. you'll you'll find a, a, a group of, of really judgmental people, um, you know, that will tell you, you know, basically just like what happened to Joe, you know, why why you're in the, the space that you're in. You know, and I, I think that that's a, a sad commentary on the church today. Gee, you wanted to say something before, and I cut you off. Yeah, I forgot. It probably wasn't important. <laughs> My bad, bro. <laughs> uh, I wanted to get out because our time is our time is running down, man. I should add you. Well, let me let me let me can can I throw this in real quick? No, I was gonna say tomorrow. Yeah, go I, I I still I think I still think as you said, society is 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 you know what you see in society is the, uh, the people that's in the church, and and I just you know just the parallel. Those are the same people that can do ministry inside the church, and I'm not saying the church has to do all of those things, um, but but I do agree with you, Mark, that that people aren't necessarily going to say, "Hey, I'm going to the church because I have this particular challenge." Uh, but I, I I I I firmly believe, you know, people are. If if I'm a if I'm a marriage counselor outside of the church, that can be a ministry inside of the church. If I'm a financial expert outside of the church, that's a ministry inside of the church. 
that um, we can take care of needs and care for people with. And, 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 gee, I totally agree with you. My church definitely, you know, the churches I've been involved with, they do have programs like that. They do have people like that who you, know, you can you can go to. But the thing, only thing I would say is there, you know, your church may not necessarily have to be your only solution there. Your church might yeah, be your yeah. first stop, but then there's also other resources out there that, that mm-hmm. you need to evaluate based off of your needs. I agree. I agree with that, MP. I, I think – where where I may where I'm coming from is that the the spiritual um, the spiritual component is something that always seems to be missing in society. So you know if we have a financial problem, you know we can go to that uh, you know that certified financial planner or whatever, right? But it it always seems to be that the the spiritual component is always the 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 last piece that's looked at. Or if, if it's looked at at all, and so all I'm saying is, is that you know I'm hoping that we see a movement in the church where the average schmo off the street feels like when they have a problem, they can walk into anybody's church and and get some sort of comfort because of uh, you know based on a level of spirituality, based on you know that that level of comfort that can only be had through that spirituality. So that that's kind of the context in which I'm taking it. Oh, and, I, and I can agree with it. I, I do think, you know, and, and really, if I think about your questions, I probably would rephrase my answers just a little bit and say the first place I'm going to go with any of those things, I'm going to God. I'm going to, I'm going to talk, I'm, I have, you know, I, I have a relationship with him. I don't have to go through a priest or a pastor to, to, to speak to him. So I'm going to speak to the Lord first about any of those situations. And then from there, and how he guides me and leads me, that's that's going to be my next stop. Hey G, hey you see we we yep. got the we got the making we got the making of a preacher right here. I hear him. This I hear him. This was the I night. I can license him right now. You need me to. <laughs> you need you gonna send me the paperwork. I can license. Oh, the Lord! I don't need a license, brother. Speak the. I don't need a license to speak the word. Hey, hey, hey G. Hey, this yeah. is the night it started, boy. That uh, 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 Reverend Minister uh, uh, Piles, that's what's up. I love it, guys. Hey, man. Hey, guys. Time is time is running short. What I want you guys to do both. I, I want you both to take um, just a second. Marv, I'm gonna lead off with you. G, I'm gonna give you the last word. But Marv, I'm gonna lead off with you. Give everybody some hope out there, man. Any final thoughts that you want to give them? Uh, go ahead. I mean, you know. As a, as a as a culture, we've only been desegregated probably 65 years. So, unfortunately, it's a process. It's going to take time to see those racial boundaries broken. You know, where where we're all operating together as one people. But again, I, I do believe no matter what, if you're a believer, if you're not a believer, I, I would hope that you still turn to God. Talk to God. Form your own relationship with God. He's going to lead you in the right direction. He's going to lead you to the right church. He's going to lead you to the right place, denomination, non-denomination. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, he's got our back. He's got our front. He's got our side. That's what's up, man. Appreciate that. All right, Pastor, you go. Uh, You know, I I would just say this. In order to, to see people right, you have to see God right. And and if we see God through God's eyes and see God how He 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 tells us He is, then we'll be able to see what He sees. 
if we don't look through those lens as God sees himself, then we'll see ourselves and see other people differently. And we'll treat other people differently. We'll build ministry according to what we see, not necessarily who he is. And, and I agree with you, Marvin. You know, I, I totally agree with you. I, I'm not telling you anything that you said is wrong. I, I just know that, um, you know, we, we have some challenges that's facing the church. And, you know, God is still it. In church, out of church, he's still it. I still believe that 185%. He's still it. That's what's happening. Fellas, my brothers, I love you both, man. I really appreciate you guys being on tonight. Uh, I know people listening uh, definitely were able to get a uh, a word and a perspective um, that they, they did not necessarily have or it may have even been a reinforcement of some things that they uh, believed. And, and, you know, hearing hearing from both of you guys probably helped them out. So definitely, definitely appreciate that, brothers. Right, thank appreciate you. being on, guys. Good to good to talk to you guys. Love both of you. you know Love you, line, man. Fellas, for one second. All right, everybody. There it is, Reverend Gerald Searles, my brother Marvin Piles, both of my brothers. So uh, great, great conversation tonight. That's what hip politics is all about, everybody. Always going to bring you the real and give you perspectives from real people doing real things um, in real time. So. Thank you guys so much for listening to everybody in the chat room. I see everybody that's listening via phone. I see you. I appreciate you. And if you have uh, any show ideas, just please reach out to us. Uh, send us, Give us a like on Facebook. Uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter. Or uh, just shoot us an email, cdj at hippolitics.com. I want to say thank you to uh, number one producer in the country, uh, Chester Davis Jr. Follow him on Twitter at cdjlive. And uh, check us out every Thursday, 8 p.m. And like I always say, never settle for the status quo. Keep reaching for the sky. That's what hip politics is all about. Until next week, everybody, peace and love. Listen, no. Everything from politics to pop culture. We'll be right back with more hip politics.